Baylor to be the first one seed to lose at plus 175 ain't a bad bet. Shave for the Sharp, I don't want you to tell me what you're doing with the other one seeds. What do you think about those odds there? Smells like value. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to the few in attendance and the thousands listening around the world, let's get ready to gamble. My name is Tony Cavallo. As always, I'm joined by Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, and Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer Crookson. We are the West Coast Gamblers, the only gambling show that makes you money. And today, we're talking about March Madness, breaking down the brackets and giving you bets that you can take right now to win those early matchups on Thursday and Friday. But before we get there, boys... We need to talk about the show that we just had. All of us filming from the Gennon Garage of Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, Shape of the Sharp in town in Los Angeles, and it was the lucky four-leaf clover that we needed. We each gave out five bets for the Players' Championship and combined to go eight, two, and two, and if you bet a single unit on every one of our bets, you would be up 10.5 units. Boys, we won the players. And this is why we say we are the only gambling podcast that makes you money, because we make you money. And it only was appropriate that it was my first time present in the Get It In Garage, and we got it in, boys. We got it in. Oh, did Uh, we? A little bit, you know, I can't can't be too upset, uh, as Tony referenced in our uh, group text, Zalatoris was probably a good bet that ended up pushing. And my boy, my my nationality bet, the low South Korean, Sun JM, going into the final round with a (laughs) five-stroke lead, a five-stroke lead. Uh, finished in the clubhouse, actually one back of Cagely. Cagely gave one back to give us a push there, but I had already counted that one, boys. Just shows you golf betting is crazy. You got to tip your. Uh, how about how about Hoagie Tony, our boy Hoagie, who's just cruising along, almost impales himself on the back nine, finally sneaks in that top forty. But I do want to give a shout out to Mr. Dangles, top Aussie Cam Smith. No, he just went top golfer. What a performance by Cam the man. I know Tony. Uh, he's not in your uh, wish list, but he's an awesome golfer. I think we'll hear from him again uh, in the major circuit. So good job, Danks. Well, I, I, I was rooting for Cam Smith as well because I had that prop bet the uh, player in the final pairing would not win the tournament, and it was down to Cam and that one guy in the final tournament. So I was all I was all aboard Cam Smith, and when he hit that shot at 17 right next to the hole, going for the flag when everyone else was laying it up, my God, I was I was I was I was standing and cheering. Dangles, you hit it and on then, the head there, buddy. Yeah, well, and, and I mean. And, you know, I, I, you, this was not a course where I think people thought that, a, you know, a strong, a really strong putter would come out and win. But but here we are. Great approaches. And, Tony, you referenced that awesome approach on 17 in the final round where he just laid it up there right next to the cup. Beautiful green and regulation. And then a little bit of drama there on 18 when he put one into the water. Oh God. I, everybody kind of losing their lunch there and their minds for a minute, wondering, is he, wondering, is he going to hang on? But he's, he indeed is able to and uh, making me look good. Thank you, Cam, for making me look good on that top Aussie bet. And, hey, Nailed the hole in one as well. How about that? That awesome. was a plus. That was a plus two fifty. Plus two fifty bet. Thank you very much, Shano. And uh, yeah, a great day. We each pushed a bet, which was interesting. Uh, there, I lost out on Matsuyama because he withdrew because of a back issue, I believe, before the tournament even started. But yeah, if you bet with us, you made some serious scratch on the players. Wait a second, Tony. I gotta do some accounting here. Did you count that as a loss? 
No, I count no, it as a push. Pushed. Should it be a loss? Okay, good, good, good. No, no, absolutely yeah. not. I was just making sure you you you, you voted. Uh, you graded that as a no contest. Yeah. Uh, Dangs, I gotta say, to pick any golfer uh, to get a hole in one, and it happened to be Irishman Shane Lowry. We should be drinking for Shane tonight because God knows he bought many a drinks. Thank you, sir. Cheers. Thank you, sir. Um, and can I just say, guys, has Shay for the Sand Trap finally converted you guys into full-on golf addicts? I mean, there's nothing like chasing bets on a Sunday afternoon. It's crazy. I, I got to say, it's it's awesome. Are you guys Are you guys with me? Uh uh, right, yeah, I'm, there. I'm okay. there. I'm, I'm there keep, for the I'm majors. I'm there for the majors fine, because again, fine. that was our first golf foray. Great today. That was our first foray into the golfing world this season. It's the fifth major, the Players Championship. Again, we nailed it, and it has only gotten me more excited for the upcoming four later on this year. We will definitely be doing a show for each one of those. But today's show is about NCAA basketball. It's about March Madness. We're breaking down the brackets. But before we get there, listen, we're going to do a show at the end of the month with all the NFL free agency news, all the movements that have happened. But I had to say, the number one QB on our QB rankings, Mr. Thomas Edward Patrick (laughs) Brady III, has returned to the NFL and has returned not to San Francisco, but to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who are scooping up free agents left and right to make another run at the Super Bowl. Thomas Edward Patrick Brady, number one on our list. Dangles, I'll let you go just for a quick second. He's your boy. He's coming back. How happy are you? Yeah, well, hey, who? I mean, if you're a football fan, I think you, you know, and you're a real football fan, you don't have to like Tom Brady, but you got to respect the guy, and how can you not be excited to see him come back and play for another season? It'd be one thing if he stunk, right? It'd be one thing if this was a guy at the twilight of his career who wasn't putting up numbers anymore, and, and everybody is kind of like, all right, it's just time for you to shuffle him off into the next stage of life, but... He obviously had the best season of his career since the the, the undefeated season uh, this past year. He threw for over 5,000 yards, 40 touchdowns. Had, I mean, he's putting up numbers the same as some of the top young quarterbacks in the league. So I, I, I'm excited to see him come back. I don't think anybody should be surprised by this. No. Um, we talked a little bit about it on the show. I mean, look, I, the bottom line, I think Brady honestly kind of just got home and you know probably realized that he wasn't cut out for retirement yet. Like, I mean, I think we all try not to tie ourselves to our work too much like we don't want to let that define who we are but for Brady football is who he is like it has made him who he is he he, nobody would know Tom Brady's name if it wasn't for the game of football so with an athlete like that it's a little different where football is your identity and I I do wonder if maybe he sat down in his first days of retirement after a few weeks and kind of said you know what maybe maybe I'm not ready for this just yet so I'm ecstatic to see him back I'm looking forward to to watching him sling it out there and we have no reason to believe he's not going to be as good as he has been so I'm, I'm I'm stoked. I'm pumped for it, too, and I know Drew is. I don't want to spend too long on it. Tom Brady returns. We'll talk about all that free agency stuff in the later days. We also know that Deshaun Watson is set to return to the NFL after no criminal charges are brought up against him. He ranked fourth on our QB rankings two years ago. A hell of a coup for whoever grabs that man. Who knows what's going to happen there? And before we leave, I just want to say Mitch Trubisky was 34th on our QB Mm. rankings. So congratulations, Pittsburgh. But that's it for the NFL. That's it for the Players' Championship. It's time to move on to March Madness. The brackets are coming up next, but first a word from our friends at DraftKings. Dub C to the G, West Coast Gamblers. 
College basketball fans, join the action on the court during the biggest tournament of the year with DraftKings Sportsbook. Turn your team's victory into your own big win. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. It's that simple. If they win, you win. If the sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still join College Hoops actions with DraftKings Pools, and everyone can play free pools all March long for a shot at a share of over $250,000 in prizes. Simply join a pool and answer questions like who will make it to the next round, who will hit the most three-pointers, and track your results. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code WCG. That's the West Coast Gambler's initials. WCG. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code WCG this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 years a roll. The restrictions do apply. See the show notes in our bio for details. WCG, baby. It's time for March. West West Coast Gamblers. All right, boys. It's time for March Madness. The tournament is here. I am very excited for it. We're actually recording this as first four games are going on, and I can't wait to make all these bets on all these teams. What we're going to do right now is all three of us are going to break down our individual brackets, and each of us have one bet to take either Thursday or Friday for each region. And we're starting with the West. That's Gonzaga's bracket. They are the number one overall seed in the entire tournament. They lost in the final last year to Baylor. Could they get back and could they actually finally win one for Mark Few? It's a very interesting storyline with Chet Holmgren there, the human toothpick playing for them. It's an awesome team to watch. I'm excited to see what we have for this bracket. But Dangles, the way we're going to do this here is we're going to start off in the first round and I want to know Throughout the whole, all eight first round matchups, do you have any numerical upsets in the West? I do. I have one numerical upset in the West. Actually, two technically. I've got Memphis, the nine seed, over Boise State, the eight seed. I just think Memphis is a better team there. I do also have now, and I think this is known for those of you who maybe don't know this. It's always smart to pick at least one five twelve upset or twelve five upset rather, because that is statistically the numerical upset that happens most often. I'm taking New Mexico State over UConn here, not just because I hate UConn, but also because New Mexico State is a, a, a very good basketball team a lot of people do like them to be competitive in this game so I do have that um, I do have that numerical upset in the first round all right before we get to the rest of them Shay for the sharp any numerical upsets in the in the first round in the west well Tony the key word there is numerical we are a gambling show we are sponsored by our friends at DraftKings so yes I also have Memphis like dangles but uh, they're two and a half point favorites so can we call that upset no uh, numerically, it is an upset nine versus eight, but Memphis is obviously sure. favored as Michigan and 11 seed is favored over a six seed Colorado State. So I'll give that numerically. I don't think that's an upset. I do have one upset, though. I will take the Vermont Catamounts. Everyone remembers their uh, rise to fame against your alumnus Syracuse Orange back, I believe that was what, early 2000s, mid 2000s? 2005. Yeah. Yeah, mid-2000s, the year I graduated high school, not to date myself or anything. Also, uh, the year Jordan Bohannon from Iowa graduated high school, I believe. Um, that's a joke you guys didn't get. You can cut that. Um, but <laughs> I'm leaving it. <laughs> but, yeah, but uh, I don't have a lot of uh, insight here besides Arkansas. Uh, they are a very streaky team, and 
Vermont, man. I've heard great things about their coach. Uh, you know, the, uh, the alum of my guy, Ryan Rossillo. Let's go Vermont. I'm going to go Vermont. And I'll also just throw in the winner of the Rutgers-Notre Dame game to be a struggling Bama team. I also think that could be a game where we might see closer to a PK there than anything. Um, to be honest with you, I don't think that'll be a big uh, spread. But I will take the winner of Rutgers and Notre Dame to beat the Crimson Tide of Alabama. I will also take that play-in game winner again. Those games have been played as we record because not just the matchup against Alabama, which can, when they're hot, beat any team in the country as they have this year, but are very streaky when it comes to shooting the ball and don't play defense like they used to. But a play-in team always moves on in the first round. They get that juju flowing in the Tuesdays. We've seen it almost every year this March Madness tournament, especially with our alumni, uh, alumnus, as you said, Syracuse. Uh, Rutgers or Notre Dame beating Alabama is one of my numerical upsets. I also have Memphis beating Boise State and boys you know what that means compared to our last year's brackets everyone should bet on Boise State and also Drew I'm with you on Vermont baby the 13 over the four listen uh, all throughout March Madness myself and WNBA player Sidney Colson will be doing videos for the Gaming Society with a bet you can take that day we're giving out prizes at Gaming Society dope ass shirts all this stuff and the grand prize is an in-home entertainment system valued at over $1,200 and all you got to do is go to thegamingsociety.com, sign up, and take the bets that we're giving out. And my first video, my first bet, is on the Vermont Catamounts. There's many reasons why. Not only is this Arkansas team streaky shooting, Drew, they're 316th in the nation at three-point shooting. Arkansas, I mean, uh, Vermont is sixth in the nation in field goal percentage, and all they do is shoot threes. 14 times this year, they've hit 10 or more threes in a game. Climb to the top of the Catamountain. I'm all in on Vermont as well. And let's jump right now to those first round bets that were given out because my backup, the Brings Truck bet for the West region is UVA plus five at minus 115. I love this bet. Hey, who knows? Arkansas is a good team in SEC school. They could come out and win. But UVA is keeping this close. UVA, not UVA, UVM minus five at plus one, uh, plus five at minus 115. Dangles, what's your West bet for? for the opening round of the region here. Well, I'm not going to make any friends with uh, Schaefer the Sharp here, uh, but I'm going to a tried-and-true veteran, somebody who knows what he's doing with his team here in this March Madness competition. That is Michigan State head coach Tom Izzo. I am taking Sparty at uh, uh, at I'm, I'm taking Sparty at minus one. That's is a minus one oh five. You could bet the money line if you think that uh, 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 Sparty is better, but it's minus one ten. So you're getting a better price for the one point spread at the time of recording. So I'm going that route instead. Uh, the minus one for Michigan. Obviously, you can't win by more than one point. Michigan State's four and eight against top twenty five teams. Now that record isn't pretty, but those are twelve games against the best teams in the nation, and that matters in March. I do think they are going to be better uh, and just more. Prepared for this than that Davidson 10 seed. So I've got Michigan State minus one and minus 105 as my West Region bet. Shay for the sharp back up the Brings truck, your opening round bet for the West Region. Guys, I, I spoke on that Memphis Boise State game uh, saying Memphis was favored, and I like Memphis to cover two and a half here. This is a team that found their stride in the second half. If we remember, Me- Michigan and Memphis were preseason darlings, both ranked in top five, both severely, severely underperformed the first half of the season. Memphis kind of found their footing. Michigan did not. Somehow they're still in the tournament at 17 and 14. We'll talk about that a little later. But Memphis, listen, they have a ton of uh, NBA potential on this team. Boise State, an amazing year, one of their best years in uh, their basketball program history. I just think when it comes to March Madness, we see this every year, guys. Uh, talent matters. Now, if you have that great team cohesiveness and 
uh, great coaching and great guard play specifically, I think that can that can definitely neutralize some skill separation here. But Memphis is just loaded with NBA talent. I do think they'll be too much for Boise State. I like them to pull away. Give me Memphis minus two and a half. Uh, let's go through the rest of the bracket, starting with Dangles. Dangles, these uh, round of 32 matchups, Zaga versus Memphis. Who you got? I got Gonzaga there. You, uh, New Mexico State versus uh, Arkansas. I have Arkansas winning that game as well. They uh, they are 4-1 and one against top 25 teams this year, guys. I know we talked a lot about Vermont, but I do think they make it out of that matchup, and they beat uh, New Mexico State to head to the Sweet 16. Bama versus Texas Tech. I got Texas Tech. They're a very, very good team. And then Izzo versus Coach K. I got Michigan State winning that one. Michigan State's, top, Michigan State's toppled Duke in the tournament before in the round of 32. We know that this Duke team isn't as good as, as people think they are. They nearly lost to our Syracuse Orange before we choked it up. Uh, and then they obviously lost in the ACC championship game to Virginia Tech. This Duke team is vulnerable, and I like them to lose against Wiley Tom Izzo. Take us through your uh, Sweet 16 to the end, my guy. All right, I got Gonzaga over Arkansas in the Sweet 16, and I have Texas Tech beating Michigan State in the uh, uh, other game in that, uh, that that matchup. And then in the Elite Eight, I have Gonzaga over Texas Tech into the Final Four. Gonzaga over Texas Tech to win the West. That's the Dangles bracket. Shea for the Sharp, let's go to you. Zaga, Memphis. Zaga. And, <laughs> and then we got UConn <laughs> versus Vermont. Let's go catamount sweet 16 baby the slipper wow. will fit into the second weekend wow wow and then you got the play-in game versus texas tech red raiders and then you got Izzo and coach k uh the dukies yeah take us through to the end uh obviously uh vermont i think they're uh they think they will turn into a pumpkin there at midnight um during that sweet 16 matchup with zag i got zag in the elite eight and i do think dangles uh coach k's career will end uh, a little later than you thought, but not much later. I have Texas Tech beating Duke to meet Zaga, and I will go chalk here and put Gonzaga, the overall number one seed, in the Final Four. Dan- uh, Dangles and Drew both have Gonzaga over Texas Tech in the West Region Final. My turn. I have uh, Gonzaga beating Memphis. I have UConn beating the Vermont Catamounts. I have Texas Tech beating the play-in game, and then I have Duke beating Michigan State in the final matchup. Of Listen, a lot of people are talking about Davidson. A lot of people think Davidson are a hot team. They have really good shooters on that team. I just want to see Izzo versus Coach K one last time, and I don't care if I get that wrong. Very quickly, Tony. I'm, I'm sure you. this will be talked about for days. I mean, I guess it's technically days. Foster Lawyer who was Mr. Basketball Michigan in 2018. He was actually a big Tom Izzo recruit, uh, great point guard in high school, played for Dane Fife's uh, uh, dad at Clarkston, high school legend, went to Michigan State, did not work out for him, right? Transferred immediately. He was embarrassed numerous times. He had an amazing resurgent career at Davidson. That's like the Foster Loyal, Foster Lawyer, Lawyer revenge game. Very interesting to see that, but I agree with you, Tony. Again, just too much talent for Michigan State. I think they beat Davidson, but very interesting uh element to watch foster lawyer returning to his old team i think yukon gives a scare to gonzaga in that sweet 16 matchup i really like yukon dangles i'm surprised you had new mexico state taking him down but i'm taking gonzaga to move on to the elite eight and i'm taking duke coach k to beat those texas tech raiders listen this duke team is talented but they have shown that they are not uh uh confident they are not well like prepared for these games they run a lot of isolation and all that stuff I just think the talent wins out in this Texas Tech game because I want to see a rematch of one of the best games all season Gonzaga versus Duke and I think Gonzaga wins once again we all have Gonzaga winning the western region boys are we gonna keep this chalk the whole time what's going on 
Nah, we'll, get, just, we'll get a little let's crazy. Let's continue the show, Tony. As, Why don't you find out for yourself? We'll get pal. a little crazy. As we all know, you can't pick four number one seeds into the final four. It's statistically, that just doesn't happen. Uh, and and oftentimes, it's not a number one seed that ends up taking it all home. So you got to be you got to be savvy with some of the picks here. I think it's okay for us to go chalk in the Gonzaga region when you're talking about far and away the best team in the country. All right, that's it for the West. Gonzaga, Gonzaga, Gonzaga. It's time to move on to the bottom of that left side of the bracket. It's time to go to the east. This is Baylor, the defending champions region as the number one seed. Kentucky is also in this, and a lot of fun teams. A lot of really fun blue blood teams, including UCLA, who made an incredible run last year. Excited to see what we have breaking down the east. Dangles, once again, I'm going to you first. Any numerical upsets in the first round of the eastern region? Yeah, I got a couple here. Uh, so obviously we talked about, I mean, again, these are, you know, sort of, uh, this is the 8-9 matchup. I do have Marquette over North Carolina here. That's a three and a half point spread in favor of the Tar Heels in that game. So we are talking about a numerical and a Vegas upset there. Um, I've also got the Virginia Tech Hokies over the Texas Longhorns at the 11 seed. I think Virginia Tech's just on a heater right now, high off of winning that ACC tournament. They're going to come out firing against that Texas team. Uh, and then my other, uh, my last uh, numerical upset is San Francisco over Murray State. The Dons. In the 7-10 matchup. The Dons. I'm going to talk a little more about the Dons a bit later on. Oh, hint, really? Hint, nudge, nudge. But I do like the University of San Francisco coming back and uh, taking uh, maybe uh, hopefully pushing a, a return to their old glory days. Bill Russell, their most famous alma mater at the University of San Francisco. Oh, yeah. Who led you, them to a national championship. So Dangle's got the 9-10 <laughs> <nine>, and <laughs> the 11 moving on in the Eastern region. Drew, we go to you with the first round. Any numerical upsets in the East? Again, guys, I hate to um, you know be a little uh, bobblehead to Mr. Dangle's here, but I'm going to follow him on both his numerical upsets, noting, of course, they are one-point spreads here, essentially PKs, but I will give him the benefit of the doubt as they are underdogs in Las Vegas, which Tony Squares will be heading to tomorrow. I'm not jealous or anything. Um, I will give me Virginia Tech uh, at the 11 seed and the Dons, of the course. Dons! Uh, the, the highlight of my acting career, a character I played with such affection and skill, um, basically like the Goodwill Hunting of spring break movies. Uh, I will take <laughs> the Dons. Shape of the sharp head, shoulder length hair, and a speedo and a spray tan that would make most uh, WWE wrestlers jealous. My Eastern first round <laughs> numerical upsets. I am also taking a playing game in this one. In fact, I'll go so far to say as I know it's going to be Indiana. I think Indiana beats St. Mary's. They're just more talented. They have the hot stuff right now, the mojo as we speak. And St. Mary's likes to slow the game down and play at their own pace. I just think Indiana makes them turn the ball over and creates a lot of fast break opportunities in that matchup. So give me Indiana or Wyoming over St. Mary's. I'm also taking Vatek. I think this... Yeah, all right. Listen, this team was on the outs, and you always like those teams with momentum coming into these tournaments, and they've beaten everybody on their slate because they had to. They had to do everything in their power. To, this team was 500 in the middle of the year. Everything in their power in a very tough ACC to make the tournament, and I don't think Texas has the stuff to beat them. I'm also taking Vatek. But I ain't taking those Dons. Murray State is 30-2 and two and has players that yeah. played with John Moran, a senior-laden team that scores the basketball at a clip. 
This this total, this point total is one of the highest on the opening weekend, and I'm leaning over on it because I love both of these teams. San Francisco is very good, but Murray State is going to put the bu- uh, the basket in the bucket. I messed that up, and I don't care. I love Murray State in this game. But first, let's go to our uh, bets for the Eastern Region, the opening round bets. Dangles, what do you got? All right. Uh, well, I mentioned earlier I was going to be talking about these San Francisco Dons a little bit more. I'm taking the money line against the uh, uh, Murray State Racers at plus 100. San Francisco, did you know, played the 16th toughest schedule in yep. the country this year. They've played Gonzaga twice. They did lose both of those games. They have uh, wins over Davidson and UAB helped build their tournament resume. Murray State's schedule, yeah, they're 30-2. and two. That's all well and good. They haven't played anyone. They haven't played anyone at all. The only signature win I saw on their schedule was a two-point win over Memphis. Yes, they are 30-2. and two. They haven't played really anybody. They lost They lost to Auburn. That's the only other big game that I saw on their schedule. I like San Francisco here. Our buddy uh, Smoking Joe Lenardi likes San Francisco here, and I'm rolling with Joey Brackets. I got the San Francisco money line here at plus 100 against Murray State, the 10 upsetting the 7. I am also taking one of my upsets with my ba- uh, back up the Brinkstruck Eastern Regional bet. Vatek plus one versus Texas at minus 110. I really believe in this Vatek team. Shape of the Sharp, back up the Brinkstruck for the Eastern Region. Guys, you know, the sweet spot in a lot of these first round games, these huge spreads, right? I'm talking one, two seeds. You see a spread over 20, you're likely to probably pass because inevitably, which Tony will experience this weekend, you know, if that game's a blowout, two minutes, they put their walk-ons in, and all hell breaks loose. There's open shots, there's layups, there's putbacks. It's a who's who of who's going to cover that freaking game. However, I saw a matchup. I did a little research. I really like this, guys. It might be at the back of the Brinks truck bet of the first round. I'm going to go Kentucky, and I'm going to lay 18 points over St. Peter's. And here's why. In eight games where Kentucky has had a spread of 18 points or more this year, they are 7-1 and one with with winning margins of 40, 25, 22, 28, 22, 42, and 35. That's not even close. Guys, this is not your John Calipari's Kentucky one-and-done team. It's not? We're not talking about – no, we're not talking about Cat. We're not talking about John Wall. You know, we're, we're, we're not talking about AD. This, this team, seven of the top performers here are juniors and seniors in John Calipari's team. Incredible. This, they only have one real – Ty Ty Washington is really their only freshman contributor. I think this is a really a, a upperclassman-led team, a bunch of juniors and seniors. They are on a mission. We'll talk about them a little later in the pod. But I think they're going to cover this deficit at halftime and hold on here to cover the spread. I like Kentucky laying 18 points against St. Peter's. It's also, it's St. Peter's. Like, how good can St. Peter's possibly be at playing basketball? I played St. Peter's when I was in high school. Uh, Dangles. Let's go back. Let's finish out this bracket, my friend. You have Baylor versus Marquette in the round of 32. Yeah, I got Baylor uh, in that matchup, uh, winning that one out. Um, And then I did pick St. Mary's to win in that play-in game. Um, And I've got UCLA over Akron. Uh, I've got UCLA beating St. Mary's uh, and heading to Baylor. Uh, and then let's see, we've got, uh, I've got Virginia Tech and Purdue here, Purdue over Yale. I got Purdue over Virginia Tech. They take on uh, Kentucky who beats San Francisco in the second round. Uh, I've got Purdue beating Kentucky in the Sweet 16 to head on to the Elite Eight in the other matchup, Baylor-UCLA. I've got the upset here, fellas. I like UCLA to win again and head back to the Elite Eight. And then, and then UCLA, Purdue, let's do it again. 
Let's bring it back. Johnny Juzang, Mick Cronin, the group, they're going. They're doing it again. UCLA to the Final Four two years straight. UCLA winning the East. I guess I'll go next. Uh, I have Baylor versus UNC, not Marquette. And uh, Baylor, listen, they won the national championship last year, and they returned a few players. They were number one. uh, uh, like They were ranked to be one of the national championships again, and then they got injured, and they are limping into this tournament. They're definitely good enough to beat Norfolk State. They're not good enough to beat UNC. This is where I have Baylor going down in the first weekend. I have UNC moving on to the Sweet 16. Indiana versus UCLA, I have UCLA moving on. Purdue ends Vatek's run, and I also have UK moving on to the Sweet 16 over Murray State. In the uh, the Sweet 16, UCLA takes down UNC, and Purdue takes down UK. Me and Dangles have the same exact Elite Eight matchup, but instead of having UCLA move on, I'm going with the Boilermakers. This team rocks. I'm pumped for Purdue. And they, uh, that's such an unsexy pick usually. Like, n- no one on Purdue they flashes struggle. or stands they out. They struggle in the tournament. That's what, tr- honestly, that's what yeah, uh, usually. drove me away is Matt Painter teams struggle for some reason in the tournament. Uh, maybe, maybe the, and I, I've picked, and I think, the, honestly, I'm, I'm just, I, maybe it's recency bias, but I've been burned too many times in the past by Purdue, so that's what drove me away from them this time around. The thing that scares me about UCLA is how they run their offense. It worked for them last year. Uh, you know, hands up, it worked for them last year, but it's in very much an NBA-style offense where it's all isolation, and usually these guys beat out the other players, but Purdue, to me, is just a better team and can play that team defense and stop the Johnny Juzangs of the world, although that UCLA team is awesome to watch. Purdue is winning the East, according to Tony Squares. Schaefer the Sharp. Let's go back to your round of 32. You also have Baylor-UNC. Yeah, so I got Baylor uh, beating UNC, and then I'll take uh, University of California at Los Angeles to beat uh, St. Mary's squad. Vatek uh, will lose to your Final Four team, Purdue, and then the Dons will meet their demise uh, to the Kentucky Wildcats. So sorry. So sorry. Let's go. Finish out your bracket. You got uh, Baylor versus UCLA. Yeah, and I'm going with UCLA here, guys. I'm not sure if this is just death's kiss or what, that we're all on them, but uh, I like Dangles' theory here. Uh, listen, I was I had a first front row seat of what UCLA did last year to my beloved Michigan Wolverines and uh, breaking their uh, Final Four run. Um, so I have UCLA in the Elite Eight, and like I said, that Kentucky team, I don't think they're to be messed with. I have them Ooh, in the Elite Eight okay. and to finish it out to my East Region champion. I have the Kentucky Wildcats wow. to get back wow. to the Final Four, All beating right. UCLA. So we have Kentucky and Zaga on the left side of the bracket for Schaefer the Sharp. And then we'll move on to the right side of the bracket in a second. That is Arizona and Kansas are the two one seeds there. But we both took, we all three of us, I should say, took out Baylor in the Sweet 16. I took them out in the round of 32. Well, I have a couple of prop bets written down here that I wanted to go over at the end of the show. But one of them is Baylor to be the first one seed to lose at plus 175. I don't know where you guys have Arizona and Kansas respectively. We'll go through that later. But it seems like Sweet 16 losses, at least for all of us on Baylor. Baylor to be the first one seed to lose at plus 175 ain't a bad bet. Shay for the Sharp, I don't want you to tell me what you're doing with the other one seeds. What do you think about those odds there? Smells like value. Let's move on to the South. Jesus Christ. Let's move on to the South. (laughs) This is Arizona's bracket. And boys, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but I have probably my favorite bet of the entire tournament. 
from this region. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, but the first one, though, before I'm going to ask Dangles about any numerical upsets, there is another playing game going on later tonight. If you're listening to this the day we release it on Wednesday, it's Wright State versus Bryant State for the 16-seed matchup. Listen, none of these guys have beaten Arizona. I don't even know if Bryant or Wright State is going to beat the other one. I don't even have a, I don't even have an inkling of what happens there. Who the fuck knows? Very high point total in that game. But a man is playing in that game who leads the nation in scoring. And his name is Peter Kiss. Look up some mm. Instagram videos of this guy. He is an absolute douchebag, and it is wonderful to watch. <laughs> he mean mugs you after a mid-range shot. And his point total on our friends at DraftKings now for this Wright State Bryant game is 25 and a half. I'm taking the over on the play-in game at minus 105. Feed, Feed the man. That's how much he averages is 25 points a game. Leads the NCAA in scoring. Shave for the Sharp, are you with me? Oh, Tony Squares. I mean, I'm a disciple of the Tony Squares. Check it out. Gaming Society, dollar bet of the day. You know, I, I might have got a little, uh, you know, behind the curtain of, of some production value. And would you know that he actually sent us dangles and you were there. I think I was actually in the get it in garage. Uh, he sent me a clip of this prop bet. I thought it was made up. I'm like, who is this dork? Uh, mean mugging. No, it's a real person. Real person. You bet your, bo- you, you bet your bottom dollar. I bet. More than $1 on Peter Kiss, over 20, 20, 25 and a half points. I am tailing Mr. Cavallo here. I love that bet, Tony. I'm on it with you, bud. Dangles, I don't want to put you on the spot, but I know you have it uh, uh, up on your computer. I think the point total for this game is like in the 170s. It's going to be a shootout between Wright State and Bryant. How does Peter Kiss not hit this number if I that's going to yeah, be the high point I, that's total? That's a very good question. I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm very excited about this. Point total 155 in the spread three and a half to that's huge. Wright State. So, yeah, I, I, I like all the money on Peter Kiss to go. And you know they're going to be feeding the kid. I mean, uh, they're going to be they're gonna be giving gonna be him awesome. the ball. He's probably going to be getting double teamed. But, He's I mean, caused you know, fights in the stands before because he keeps yelling at the opposing fans. It's a wonderful thing to watch. Talk her up, Peter. Talk right. up, Peter Kiss. Let's, let's get back to it. It's time to talk about the South. Dang. We're going to you first. Again, Arizona is the number one in this bracket. Villanova is the number two. There's also Tennessee, which everyone talked yes. about how they were underseeded as a three seed here. But the South bracket dangles in the first round. Do you have any numerical upsets? Yeah, I got a couple here. Uh, again, I got a nine, nine seed upset. I have TCU over Seton Hall. Uh, and then the only other one I have here is... Uh, Oh, no, I'm sorry. I do have two. So I do have Michigan over Colorado State, the 11 seed beating the six. I do. Th- I think that's just an experience thing. And Phil Martelli has been to this uh, 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 tournament many, many times uh, previously as a head coach. Um, and then my other one, I mean, how do you pick against Sister Jean in the tournament, guys? Fuck Loyola, Chicago, Jean. Loyola, Chicago, the 10 seed. Yeah, everyone says that every year and then they win. Loyola, Chicago is beating Ohio State University as the 10 seed. Those are my numerical matchups or numerical upsets for the South. Schaefer the Sharp is is hilarious, is, is in hysterics. <laughs> what do you got, Schaefer the Sharp? No, no. <laughs> I'm going to speak on this. Later. I don't understand why picking uh, a 10 no, seed over a 7 seed go. is so ridiculous, but let's no, no, find no. out. Let, let's Tony, go into the dang, South for Drew. Drew. I promise. Let's go you, into the South. Uh, any numerical okay. upsets in the first round in the South? Again, big shocker. Uh, hold your breath. I'm taking Michigan over ten, uh, Colorado State, who also happens to be a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, I will also take Sister Jean at a pick against the Ohio State Fuckeyes. That should not come to a surprise to anyone that even remotely knows me. And I'll take TCU over Seton Hall. 
T- uh, those eight nine matchups get me every time. I literally I could throw something, throw a dart at a board, and do better than me what I actually do picking those uh, those eight nine matchups. All right, now it's time for my numerical upsets in the South. I don't have TCU. I have Seton Hall because who the fuck cares? I uh, I don't have Sister Jean because I don't care. I'm sick of it. Fuck Sister Jean. Fuck that Loyola Chicago team. I'm taking Ohio a State. Terrible reason to bet against them. Listen, Ohio State uh, is not. Like, it's not a usual Power 5 conference going against Loyola Chicago. They're a well-put-together team. They're 32nd in the nation in free throw percentage, 27th in the nation in field goal, uh, three-point field goal percentage, and can hit their free throws, top 30 in the nation at that. So they have no weaknesses that Loyola, the better coach team, usually can exploit. I think Ohio State beats this Loyola Chicago team, and I think they do it pretty easily. But numerical upsets. I also have Michigan. Not because I want to. Listen. If Michigan was playing almost any other six seed in this bracket, I would take the six seed. I think Michigan stinks. They shouldn't be in the tournament. But because because You're of right. the size that they have, and this is a player prop I'm going to give out for the best bet, Hunter Dickinson is going to destroy, absolutely destroy this Colorado State team. They have nobody to defend him. Hunter Dickinson's point total on DraftKings right now is over 19 and a half. And that's my backup the Brinks truck bet for this South region, minus 105. And because of that, I'm picking Michigan to beat Colorado State. But my biggest upset, <laughs> my biggest upset, and it's more, if I could say fuck Sister Jean with like, you know, probably five out of 10 excitement scale, my nine out of 10 excitement scale is to fuck Houston. These guys screw me over every single year, and I'm done with it. I'm taking UAB to beat Houston in this 12-5 matchup. I'm done with Kelvin Sampson. I want UAB to win. I'm betting with my heart here and not my mind, and I don't care. Schaefer the Sharp, you got very mad that I gave out Hunter Dickinson over 19.5 as my backup the Brinks truck bet. What is yours for the Southern region? It wouldn't be an episode of West Coast Gamblers if Schaefer the Sharp doesn't have one bonus bet. And would you believe my bonus bet is Hunter Dickinson over 19.5 points for the same reason as my man Tony Squares just said. You know, this Michigan team, as a huge fan, as someone who's so excited for the season, has so much expectations, has been horrible. Let's just say Jawan Howard was number one, I think, in all of the college coaches before this year, and now... Ooh, he's got a lot to prove in the offseason in the upcoming years. Um, the team's been so underwhelming, but Hunter Dickinson is a constant. But beyond that, Tony and Dangles, Colorado State has a 10-man rotation. Seven of those guys are guards. Their top, their top, uh, their tallest players are a 6'9 and 6'8 underclassmen, and Hunter eats. So, yes, Tony, I'm with you. I absolutely love Hunter Dickinson over 19.5 points. I actually play that, and that is uh, my bonus bet. But I will get to... My best bet of this region. And I, I'm sorry, Tone. I'm going with Dangles here. I am picking Sister Jean. Because why? It is the first. It is the first game on Friday. So she will be up for about 10 hours at noon. They'll change her <laughs> diaper at halftime. She'll get her graham crackers and apple juice. She'll be good to go for her backgammon back tournament after Loyola Chicago beats Ohio State. It's a full this day. This is a pick him. La, Loyola's got to pick him. First year head coach Drew Valentine said an excellent job. They're the MVC tournament champs. And I disagree with you, Tony. Ohio State has been reeling. They're not healthy. They lost home games against Nebraska and Michigan the last week of the regular season and got bounced by a really bad Penn State team in the Big Ten tournament. I think these are two teams going the opposite direction. We all know what Loyola did last year, knocking out Illinois, the one seed. Two years ago, they made the run to the Final Four. I love Loyola to beat the Ohio State Buckeyes in a pick'em, so give me the 
Sister Jean and Hunter Dickinson over 19 and a half points. You know, I think that's what did it. That's why I'm so angry at him still, because I had Illinois winning the whole thing last year, and Loyola screwed me yeah. over once again. Damn. Dangles, you're back up the Brinks Trek bed for the Southern region. All right, uh, let's, gentlemen, take a little trip, shall we? Let's go on a mm. trip, uh, and, and let's hop in the car, and let's go to— I got some snacks. I got some snacks. We got a little music, a mixtape maybe, something that we burned onto a, a compact disc to play in our six-disc <laughs> changer in our uh, uh, 2003 Toyota Camry. I don't know. We're going, gentlemen, to Farmville, Virginia, where we find Longwood University. Population, 5,000 students, about an hour outside the capital of Richmond, Virginia. The Lancers, the Longwood Lancers, are among the best three-point shooting teams in the nation. 15th in the country, best, out of all 350-plus teams that are in Division One. There's a low total in this game at 133.5, relatively low total. I think Longwood covers their spread here, which is 17 and a half points against this Tennessee team. I think with the hot shooting outside, they're going to be able to keep this close. I don't see Tennessee being able to create separation if they are shooting the ball well. Tennessee is a very good team. I know a lot of people are hot on them. They're a, a, a dark horse, I guess as much of a dark horse as you could be at a three seed uh, favorite to kind of make it out of that region and get into the uh, final four, maybe even into the championship game. I like Longwood to stay within that 17 and a half points. So I have Longwood. University plus 17 and a half as my South Region bet. Amazing. Taking Longwood. First trip to the NCAA tournament for Longwood. And they made it in both the men's and the women's NCAA tournament. First trip for both of those schools. I've never heard of the place before today. And I have like a weirdly encyclopedic knowledge of U colleges and like their mascots and where they're located. I'd never heard of Longwood University before. Yet today, he so. forgets last was, year when he messed up the mascot fun. for some school on this very show <laughs> one year ago. <laughs> All right, let's. Uh, we have all of our bets for the Southern Region. Selective we have memory. all of our first rounds done. Let's move on to the round of 32 dangles. I'm going to stick with you. Who do you have winning, Arizona or TCU? I got Zona in that game. Who do you have, Houston or Illinois? I have Illinois winning that game. Okay, and then you have Michigan versus uh, Tennessee. Correct, and I got Tennessee beating Michigan. And then finally, Sister Jean Villanova. I know it would be easy to go Nova here, but I got Sister Jean into the Sweet 16 once again over the the Villanova Wildcats. I hate Villanova, and I want to see them lose always always and forever. Uh, And if there's a team that's going to do it, why not Sister Jean? All right, take us through the rest of the bracket, my guy. All right, uh, Arizona and Tennessee in the Elite Eight. Uh, Oh, I'm sorry. No, we'll go back to the Sweet 16. I got Arizona-Illinois and Arizona winning that game. Uh, Tennessee and Loyola is the other Sweet 16 game. I do have Tennessee winning that game. And then in the Elite Eight between Arizona and Tennessee, I've got Arizona advancing to the Final Four. Arizona, another one seed from the South for Diggity Dangles. Shave for the Sharp, my friend. Arizona-TCU. Zona. And then you have Houston and Illinois. Fighting Illini. All right. I, I mean, I love Kofi Coburn, man. It's going to be tough to stop him. And you got to think that team, a lot of people came back. I know uh, DeSumo went to the league, but a lot of them came back after a disappointing run. I think uh, Illini are very angry and want to make it to the second weekend real bad. You have Michigan and Tennessee. I'm obligated to take Michigan. Uh, don't listen to me. That team is a nightmare, and they're they're the worst. They're the worst team to bet on ever. But I will take Michigan to make the Sweet 16. Two. Make the record fifth straight Sweet 16 in as many hey, turns. Hey, no shame in picking your team. I uh, I ran yeah. with Syracuse into the Sweet 16 last year, and they upset West Who's Virginia Syracuse in Syracuse playing the first round, round this year, guys? Uh, they did not even make the CBI at oh, 16 and 17 this year. Damn. 
Yeah, okay, pour sorry. one out for the Bayheim brothers, man. It is it's sad. Uh, Sister Tough Jean, year. the final round of thirty two matchup for you, Drew. Sister Jean versus Villanova. I do think Sister Jean will go home to be with the Lord and Nova will win. All right. Drew. You're, Drew, you're sweet 16 of the South. Take us through the end, my guy. <laughs> All right, we're going to take uh, Zona uh, to beat Illinois. And, man, you know, these sweet 16 games always, every year, those games are always the best, right? The, that, the first Thursday, Friday, they are just amazing games. This really has potential to be the marquee game of the sweet 16. I believe it, Tony. I just I like Arizona uh, just by a hair over Illinois. And Michigan, since they haven't won three games in a row all fucking year, I'm not going to pick them now. I think Nova, uh, an amazing senior-laden team uh, with Jay Wright at the helm, will get it done. So that means Zona, Nova, one versus two. Again, a regional final for the ages. And again, I somehow think the the size and the big guy from Lithuania, the big guy from Cameroon, Arizona, will march on to the Final Four. Another one seed to make the Final Four in Drew's Southern region. My turn. I have Zona over Seton Hall. I have UAB falling to the Fighting Illini. I have Michigan falling to the Tennessee Volunteers, and I have Villanova beating not Sister Jean, but Ohio State, the true champion of that game. And then I just want to stop for one second. My Sweet 16 teams here are the one through four, Zona, Illinois, Tennessee, Nova. But take those four teams and put it, put it, put them in this tournament 100 times. You can't tell me that these four teams, each one of them, can actually win the whole goddamn thing. That's why my favorite bet, it's not up on DraftKings yet, it's not up anywhere yet, but I guarantee you it will be up before the tournament begins. I really, really love it. I'm giving away the end of my bracket here. The winner to come from the Southern region. I don't know what the numbers will be. I don't know what the favorites and what the odds will be. But Zona, Illinois, Tennessee, Villanova. I understand that might be a square bet, but the winner to come from the Southern region is my backup to Bringstruck bet for this entire tournament. I have Zona over Illinois to finish us out, Nova over Tennessee, and I also have Arizona beating Villanova, although anything can happen in that game. We all have Arizona winning the South. We all have Gonzaga winning the East. All three of us have two one seeds in the final four already, but it's time to move to the Midwest. Okay, boys, final one. Kansas is the one seed here. Auburn, Bruce Pearl is the two seed here. Dangles, any numerical upsets in the Midwest? I got two of them, two of them, and I'm very excited about this bracket because I have the most to say, I think, about my my upsets here, or at least one of them. My first upset is the South Dakota State Jackrabbits. Over mm. the Providence Friars, the 12, or I'm sorry, that's a 13 seed beating a four seed. We'll get to that more a little bit later. My other numerical upset is the Colgate Red Raiders out of Hamilton to beat the Wisconsin Badgers, the 14 seed beating the three. Lots of experience on that Colgate team. They are not going to be phased by a Big Ten squad like Wisconsin. I love them to come out of that game, that 314 matchup. Those are my two numerical upsets that I have in the Midwest region. Unbelievable, Dangles. Let's go to Shave of the Sharp. Any numerical upsets in the Midwest? Dangles, man. We didn't even compare notes, but I'm with you, man. I love South Dakota State wow. over Providence. Providence on K-Palm. Literally, you know, they, they can track luck nowadays, right? Like these 50-50 plays and all this stuff. Providence, the luckiest team in the country for what it's worth. I um, think there might be regression to the mean there. So give me San Diego State. Uh, South, I also South, like South Iowa Dakota State. State. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The other Iowa SDSU. <clears throat> yeah, I saw SDSU as the eighth seed. No. I want South Dakota State, and I have Creighton, the ninth seed, 
beating San Diego State. So that technically is numerical. So give me Creighton, South Dakota State, and also Iowa State. And just for shits and gigs, the other South Southern California school, USC, give me Miami. Give me the U over USC. I got four uh, numerical upsets in the Midwest region. Four numerical upsets. I love it. I also have Creighton, the nine seed, moving on. Again, who the fuck knows? I have South Dakota State losing to Providence, however, but I do have the Colgate team moving on over Wisconsin. Listen, I know Wisconsin has a guy who's going to be drafted in the top five of the NBA draft next year. I know Wisconsin has players up the wazoo and height and size and all that other stuff. This Colgate team shoots the shit out of the ball, second in the nation in three-point percentage, and Wisconsin does not. I looked up their stats. Wisconsin is 266th in overall field goal percentage, 296th in uh, three-point percentage. I think Colgate can do it. it uh, uh, I'm really excited to watch this Colgate-Wisconsin matchup. It's later on in the day. In that second day, I'm very excited to watch it. Colgate, you got to take one. You got to take one little team that's going to make it far, and my team this year is Colgate. I'm also taking Miami over USC because we might have a couple of uh, listeners to this show that are USC alum, and I want Miami to beat the shit out of them. Let's go <laughs> Miami. Let's do our final backup, the Brink Struck bet for the first round. This time it's in the Midwest region. Dangles, I'll go first. This Wisconsin-Colgate game is going to be a very high-scoring game. Colgate is plus 7.5 on the point spread. I don't know if I like the point spread because, again, I'm picking Colgate to win, but you never know Wisconsin could come out and beat the shit out of them. I know Colgate will score. I'm taking Colgate over 65.5 points as my backup, the Brinkstruck bet for the Midwest region. 65.5 points for Colgate when they play Wisconsin. Dangles, what's your bet for the Midwest? Well, uh, I'm going to stick with my Jackrabbits here, guys. I got them on the money line at plus 115 Ooh. against Providence. They are the top three-point shooting team in the country, 45% uh, three-point shooting team. You've probably heard that if you've been listening to coverage of the tournament leading up to this point. They're the best effective field goal percentage team in the country. They have scored the second most points per game in the country. They play in the same conference as Oral Roberts, who you might remember went to the Sweet 16 last year with that uh, those that duo of Max Asmus and Kevin O'Banner. Kevin O'Banner now with Texas Tech. Uh, and they made that out of that same Summit League. And here we are with San Diego State uh, uh, representing them this year. They're on a 21-game win streak, fellas. They haven't lost in the year 2022. And as a two-point underdog, it's just the third time in NCAA tourney history that a matchup between a four seed and a 13 seed has had a spread under three points, and the 13 seed has won both of those games previously. So mm. I like uh, them here. They played the Jackrabbits, by the way, great. Uh, one of the best mascots you'll find in the tournament this year, right up right there with the Akron Zips and the San Francisco Dons. Um, they have played three contests against Power Six programs this year, all high scoring, combined for 202 points with Alabama in November, totaled 163 against Washington a couple weeks later, and then scored over 150 total in December. So if you don't like San Diego State on the money line, I'd bet the over on South this game Dakota. as well. <laughs> you did it too, South Dakota State. Or sorry, uh, yeah, South Dakota. Yes, shape yes, of the yeah. sharp. The last backup, the bring struck bet of the day for oh, the Midwest wait, region. One what other one. I one other one I like for this. One Go other one, real it. quick. I wanted to throw in here: Richmond plus ten and a half against Iowa. Four or five starters on that Richmond Spiders team are seniors. Another great mascot. Only one isn't a junior. I think this wily old team of vets keeps it within ten and covers here. They had to win four games in four days, and Richmond did came back from two games where they were down fifteen points in the Atlantic. 10 tournament. This is a feisty squad. 
the beginning of Vince McMahon's entrance theme in the WWE gives me my answer for your chances on that bet dangles. No chance. Drew, oh, come on. Back up the Brinks truck oh, for the Midwest, on. I was my guy. not that good. Guys, uh, I'm going to go to the Iowa-Richmond game as well, Dangles. And this should not come as a shock. I remember last year very vividly, I did not bet an Iowa total, and I regretted it about five minutes in the game. I am taking the Iowa-Richmond over 151.5 total points. Simply put, both these teams, if they hit their average, it goes over this total anyway, about 154, I believe. Uh, Richmond, as you referenced, Dangles, an experienced team. They can shoot the rock. Iowa playing some of the best basketball in the country right now. And this isn't, again, we talked about Calipari's. This is your dad's Calipari one-and-done team. This isn't your old Fran McCaffrey's Iowa, bunch of corn-fed boys shooting outside the arc. They have one of the best players in the country, fellas, a guy named Keegan Murray, who is a top five pick. He actually has a twin, Chris, on the team. Uh, two, two sets of brothers on this team, I might add, for Iowa. But this Iowa team can score. Holy hell, they can score. I think Richmond does keep pace. I don't, I don't hate that 10.5 spread. But I do think both these teams combined go over the total of 151.5. All right, let's go through the rest of the bracket very quickly. Dangles, we're going to go to you, round of 32 to start. You have Kansas versus San Diego State. I got the Jayhawks winning that one, Rock Chalk. And then you have uh, Iowa versus South Dakota State. I got the Jackrabbits heading to the Sweet 16 over <laughs> Iowa. I love them this year. I love them this year. Then, Jackrabbits, jack off. Then you have LSU versus Colgate. Have you put Colgate in the Sweet 16? No, no, I got LSU here. I think they're going to be um, primed to win after all of the tumult in that program with the firing of their head coach, Will Wade. I think they're going to be motivated to do well. Uh, and they are. Um, they were in a place to make a big run when the tournament was canceled in 2020, so I think they have something to prove here. And then finally, uh, the Trojans versus Auburn. I got Auburn there. All right, take us through the finish, Dangles. All righty. Uh, Kansas and South Dakota in the Sweet 16. I've got the South Dakota Jackrabbits uh, uh, run coming to an end there, unfortunately, against Kansas as the Kansas moves on to the Elite Eight along with Auburn over LSU. And then I have Auburn knocking off the Jayhawks in the Elite Eight to move on to the final four. I think Auburn has shown over the course of the year they are one of the best teams in the country, and I think they're going to show it here in the tournament. All right, Tony Squares, I have Kansas over Creighton in the round of 32 matchup. I have Iowa beating Providence. I have LSU, who again fired their head coach, Will Wade, losing to Colgate. Listen, I wanted to take wow. LSU out in the first round against Iowa, Iowa State, but I looked up the stats. Iowa State stinks. Iowa State is one of the worst teams in the tournament. They're, uh, uh, they lost their last three games. They're 5-7 and seven over their last 11. Iowa State is limping into this tournament, and I don't think they have enough to beat LSU, but Colgate does, baby. Give me Colgate into the Sweet 16. As we said, Dangles, you always got to take one, and I'm taking Auburn to beat Miami. My, uh, my Sweet 16 matchups, I have Iowa taking down the Kansas Jayhawks. I love this Iowa team. Absolutely love this Iowa team. And I have Colgate losing to Auburn. I don't have Auburn going to the Final Four, though, my guy. I have the five-seed Iowa being the lowest seed wow. in the Final Four this year. Right. I love this Iowa team. Iowa makes my Final Four. Schaefer the Sharp, what do you got? Oh, I should say, okay, sorry, Schaefer the Sharp. Let me run you through it. You're round at 32. KU versus Creighton. Rock, chalk, Jayhawk. I'll go quicker. Keep going. <laughs> Iowa versus the Jackrabbits. Hawkeyes. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, LSU versus Wisconsin. Bucky the Badger. 
the Wisconsin Badgers moving on, even though me and Tangles had them losing to Colgate. <laughs> and then Miami versus Auburn. Yeah. Uh, War Dam Eagle. Okay, take, take us through the finish, my guy. Okay, so I also, Mr. Tony Squares, have the Hawkeyes. Now, I'm falling hook, line, and sinker for this. Every year you pick a sexy team that won the conference tournament and is kind of like the 4-5 or five seed, and every year, inevitably, they fall on their face. Yep. I'm taking them against a powerful Kansas team, but I don't care. I think, like I talked about, the emergence of Murray uh, really makes a difference here. I was never had a lottery pick. Luca, Luca Garza, uh, Luca, who dangles his likes that name My a boy. lot, uh, was literally was literally the the national player of the year. He was a mid second round pick last year. I was never had a player like this. I think that's the difference. And I actually do in the Midwest. I got to be Big Ten country boys here. Come on, Iowa, Wisconsin, a Big Ten elite eight, and to get my Final Four team, I'm gonna tell you a very quick story. I know we're short on time. In 2013. My first year I lived in Los Angeles, there was a guy named Spike Albright who came off the bench for Michigan in the national championship in 2013, and he scored 17 points in the first half. I actually was in North Hollywood in my apartment. I got a noise violation because I was losing my effing mind during that first half. Literally, I was out of control of my body going crazy. Jordan Bohannon, who I made a joke earlier in this podcast, he played against Spike Albright (laughs) in college. That blew my mind. It blew my mind. Spike Albright was 2013 in Michigan. It blew my mind. Jordan Bohannon is 27 years old. He's still playing in Iowa. (laughs) Give me the Iowa Hawkeyes. The combination of the experience plus the lottery pick plus the depth plus the brothers. Give me the Hawkeyes playing Arizona in the right side of the Final Four. I should say to bring it back before we go to our Final Four breakdown and who's going to win it all, Mr. Peter Kiss playing in that 16-seed playing game is 25 years old, has played for three colleges in six years. (laughs) (laughs) that makes sense i love the guy all right also one last thing again i know we're long for time but this is the only time you get to break down these brackets i went through a bunch of props and based i wanted to see where our brackets would be before i gave any of these out and the best one i see right here is looking at the six seed those six seeds are alabama that six seed is texas that six seed is colorado state and that six seed is LSU. All of us having those six seeds not long for this world. And their number right now, the total games won by a six seed under three and a half is minus 130. None of us have all of the six seeds winning more than two. Anybody with me on the six seeds total under yeah, three like and it. a half at minus 130? I love it. I love it. Smells like value. All right, Dangles, let's go to the final four. Pick our champion, and then we're done for the show, my man. You have Gonzaga. You have Eucla. You have Arizona, and you have uh, Auburn, right? Yes, those yeah. are my four uh, final four teams. Uh, and in the first final four matchup, Gonzaga and UCLA, I got to go with Gonzaga here, guys. Uh, I, I just, I, there, It's time. It's time. It's time, and I'm just going to give it away there. Uh, uh, I've got Arizona against Auburn. I have Auburn winning that game, and then I have Gonzaga over Auburn in the national championship game, finally taking it home. They got to win eventually. I think they are not as good as they were last year. No, No real doubt about that. Obviously, Chet Holmgren, Drew Timmy's still there as well. They're not as good of a team as they were last year with uh, Jalen Suggs, but I also don't think that the tournament field is as strong this year as it was last year, and I think that works to their advantage. I think Mark Few finally gets to cut down the nets and say that he is a national champion. He's going to the Hall of Fame regardless. 
Uh, it's just a question of whether he does so with a national championship ring, and I think he gets it done this year. Gonzaga over Auburn in the national championship game. I do want to say all of us have our final four, the sum of those seeds being under 10.5 points total at plus 100. All three of Love us that. have that. Love uh, that. Ooh. I'm going to go next. My final four teams, I have Gonzaga versus Purdue. I'm also going with Gonzaga. I do believe this is their year, and I have Arizona versus Iowa. I have Arizona moving on. But Dangles, I sadly think Mark Few falls short again, becomes the Buffalo Ooh. Bills of the NCAA. I have Arizona winning it all. E- Listen, that point Good guard pick. that sprained their ankle during the conference tournament, they need him to come back in order to do this. I don't think he's come back for the first weekend, but if he comes back by the second weekend, I think they're fine. I love this Arizona team. Arizona over Gonzaga will be an awesome finale. Shave of the Sharp, your final four teams are Gonzaga and Kentucky, Arizona and Iowa. Walk us through the finish, my guy. Guys, Zaga, Kentucky, again, just has potential if they get there, which inevitably they won't. But if it were to happen, just an amazing semifinal matchup. And obviously everyone knows about Chet Holmgren. Everyone knows about Drew Timmy. And I think the neutralizer here is a gentleman. I'm not going to attempt to say his last name, but I'm just going to call him Oscar from the, the Republic of Congo. This gentleman, 17 points a game, 15 rebounds, leads all of Division One basketball. He's an absolute beast down low i think that's what you need that's what you need to beat gonzaga to to compete with the bigs down low so i do have kentucky wow beating gonzaga in the semifinal this year i just i will never i hate john calipari with every fiber of my being and i want to see him lose every single game he ever plays that makes sense and also i think iowa is a classic final four team to celebrate getting there and then get blown out in the semifinal so obviously i have arizona playing Kentucky and Tony squares. I hate to do this to us, pal. I hate to do it. Um, there's not been a PAC 12 champion since 1997. Mm. Lou Olson and the same Arizona Wildcats. I couldn't believe when I read that stat, there's not been a PAC 12 champion. Oh, yeah. You didn't know it's, it's a whole thing that it's a whole thing it's that the incredible. West coast can't win in the in the NCAA tournament. It's, it's a whole thing. And we're bringing it back. I happened to watch with Ryan Hurd at our golf trip that we experienced seven inches of snow when we were attempting to play golf this weekend. We watched Arizona play UCLA in the Pac-12 championship on television in Las Vegas, and holy cow. That second half, I've never seen a more active defensive performance by Arizona. Limbs everywhere, blocking shots, speed, shooters, athleticism, uh, intensity. So... Tony Squares, I hate to do it, man. Me and you are going to be aligned. Have a fucking great time in Vegas, pal. I'll be watching all your videos and living vicariously through you. Give me the Arizona Bear Down Wildcats over the Kentucky. What do you know? Wildcats. Wildcats versus Wildcats. What's the prop on that, DraftKings? Give me all Wildcat final. Give me Bear Down Arizona. University of U of A in Tucson, bringing home the title for the Pac-12. First time since 1997. And I thank you listeners for listening in. What was one of our longest shows in a while, but we had to break down the March Madness bracket the only way we know how. Plus, we're feeling hot from that Players' Championship run. I pumped to see some of these games, some of these bets, and how it all works out. Pump that DraftKings is back on the horse for another run at this show because we're going to take a lot of money from them. But that's it for today. For Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer Crookston, my name is Tony Cavallo. We are the West Coast Gamblers, the only gambling show that makes you money. And as always, thank you for listening. Dub C to the G, West Coast Gamblers.
Hi, listeners. We wanted to take a moment to tell you about another podcast from Evergreen Podcasts and Sound Talent Media called Pit Lane Parlay. Pit Lane Parlay is the go-to podcast for IndyCar and motorsports-related news. Each episode, we discuss things like our favorite drivers, news clips from the last week, and generally giving each other a hard time about predictions we've made in the past and or life stories that have come up recently. We really have a lot of fun with it and really enjoy each other's company, and we hope you can come join us too. Join Pit Lane Parlay by following us on your favorite podcast today.